Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference call. This is an ad hoc call to provide an update of current runoff conditions, and our next call will be January 2024. This call is provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be your moderator. This call is recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution Service for Media Reuse at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation today acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. The forced mute function does not necessarily work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function and do not place the call on hold. The question and answer session will begin at the end of the call. Our agenda for today will be from the Missouri River Water Management Division to provide an update and uh, we do not have uh, our typical presentations from the National Weather Service or the National Oceanic or the NOAA National Center for Environmental Information. With that, I will hand the call over to John Remus and his team. John. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us. John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. This is a special call where we will, be, we will focus on two items, the planned winter system releases from Gavin's Point Dam and the possible Fort Peck flow test in 2024. The Fort Peck flow test is a requirement of the 2018 biological opinion. I will provide some general remarks and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. As always, I want to assure everyone in the basin that the Corps of Engineers remains fully committed to our flood risk management mission, protecting people and businesses when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Further, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of water released from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flood event is unique care should be taken when comparing one event to another. We at the Corps of Engineers understand the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for irrigation, municipal, and industrial uses throughout the basin. We operate the system to meet the water supply requirements of the basin to the extent reasonably possible. There is presently and will be adequate water in the reservoirs and in the river reaches between the reservoirs as well as below the system to serve all the water supply needs. I want to remind everyone that the Corps of Engineers does not provide or guarantee access to the water. Maintaining access to the water is the individual facility owner-operator's responsibility. Further, we will continue to meet our statutory obligations to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes, as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also comply with all of the laws and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinion. Lastly, the runoff forecast and projected 
reservoir releases, and pool levels that Ryan, Larson, and Mike Swinson will be discussing are based on the best available information. Actual conditions may vary. This, includes, this concludes my opening remarks. Thank you very much. I will turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Thanks, John. I'm on slide three. This graphic depicts the annual runoff for the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa for 125 years of record keeping with the long-term drought shown in yellow. <clears throat> the 2023 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, which is highlighted in red, is 29.1 million acre feet, 113% of average, and approximately 0.6 million acre feet more than last month's forecast. I'm now on slide four. The slightly above average runoff forecast for 2023 reflects the above average runoff in previous months, leading to improved soil moisture conditions in eastern portions of the basin. As seen on this slide, slightly above average runoff above Sioux City, Iowa occurred during August, which was caused by above normal precipitation over the Dakotas. However, below average precipitation over central and northern Montana caused below average runoff in the above Fort Peck reach and near average runoff in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach. With the climate outlook indicating equal chances for above normal and below normal precipitation over the upper basin throughout the fall, September through December runoff totals are near average. Moving to slide five. Below normal precipitation over central and northern Montana led to a worsening of drought conditions in northern Montana, as shown on the image on the left. The drought monitor class change map over the last two months show one to three class degradations in Montana, but one to three class improvements in eastern portions of the basin. Although there has been drought improvements in eastern portions of the basin, drought conditions remain and are projected to expand during the fall, as shown in the graphic on the right. I'm now on slide six. Mountain snowpack for the 2022-2023 accumulation period peaked at 117% of normal in the above Fort Peck reach on April 24th and 109% of normal in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach on April 6th. The mountain snowpack typically begins in, accumulating in October, so the mountain snowpack graphic for the 2023-2024 accumulation season will be updated in November. In summary, the 2023 calendar year runoff forecast is 29.1 million acre feet, 113% of average. I will now turn it over to Mike to discuss system regulations. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Gavin's Point releases averaged 30,900 CFS in August. Releases are currently 35,000 CFS. Releases will likely remain near that rate or slightly higher over the next several days as needed to meet the downstream targets. Slide eight shows that the system storage is currently at 55.2 million acre feet, 0.9 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. System storage peaked on July 22nd at 56.6 million acre feet. With respect to the monthly simulations or monthly studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just discussed. Due to the amount of variability that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simu simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. 
The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other simulations is posted on our webpage. Moving on to slide nine and looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck and Owyhee are currently 4.8 and 5.1 feet below the base of their respective flood control zones. Garrison is 3.5 feet above the base of its flood pool. The basic forecast shows Fort Peck declining about one foot in September and then leveling off as releases are reduced in the fall. Releases will be reduced from 7,500 to 4,000 CFS in early October. The release reduction will re result in a stage reduction of about two feet at Wolf Point and Culbertson, Montana. The basic forecast shows Garrison Reservoir declining through September and into the fall. Releases will be reduced from 22,000 CFS to 17,000 CFS starting on September 16th. The reduction in releases will result in a stage reduction of a little over one foot in the Bismarck area. The forecast shows Oahe Reservoir continuing to decline during September. Releases will be adjusted over the next several months to better distribute the stores in the upper three reservoirs prior to the start of next year's runoff. And now moving on to slide 10, which details the master manual system storage checks. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and in combination with the bank stabilization and navigation project to help provide the downstream navigation channel. Releases are currently being set to provide flow support at a level 1,500 CFS below full service. For this service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 34,000 to 35,000 CFS. Releases will depend on downstream conditions. The navigation flow support season is based on the July 1st system storage. That check indicated there would be a full-length flow support season ending December 1st at the mouth. Based on the September 1st system storage check, Gavin's Point winter releases will be at 13,000 CFS. This is slightly above the minimum rate of 12,000 CFS that was in effect over the last two winter seasons. Next slide. Uh, at this point, I will discuss the possible Fort Peck test flows. The purpose of the test flows is to evaluate the potential for achieving pallid sturgeon spawning and recruitment in the upper Missouri River using periodic Fort Peck releases that better replicate historic flows and temperatures. One of the criteria for running the test flows is for the Fort Peck Reservoir to be above elevation 2227, which is two feet above the spillway crest. The basic forecast shown here indicates that the reservoir would be above this elevation prior to the initiation of the test flows next spring. Next slide. The test flows would include two pulse periods, one in the spring and one in early summer with flow targets at Wolf Point, Montana. The target flows at Wolf Point will be similar to observed flows in some recent years. The water moved from Fort Peck would be captured in Garrison. The test flow, the test at Fort Peck does not change the regulation of the downstream projects. 
In particular, the releases from Gavin's Point are unaffected. More information on the test flows will be included in the draft annual operating plan, which will be released later in September. Additional criteria are described in the Fort Peck Dam test release environmental impact statement. Next slide. Annual energy production at the main stem dams under the basic simulation is 7.9 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And the last slide here is the Missouri River Basin weekly update. Uh, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you. That concludes my comments. We're ready for questions, Eileen. Thanks. I was trying to click the wrong button to unmute. <laughs> We have currently 50 people on the call. I want to thank you for joining us. And in fielding questions, we'll just go in alphabetical order by state. Be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Remember to press star six to unmute your phone. And you may need to unmute from your computer screen if you use the webinar to call in. We'll start with the state of Iowa. Kansas, Missouri, Montana. Hey, this is Zach Shattuck. I work for Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks. I had a quick question. Um, what kind of uh, frequency will we be getting updates to uh, let us know where conditions stand as we lead up to kind of a, a drop dead date to um, run a, an experimental flow? Well, I'll start with that and then I'll let uh, Joe Bono, uh, uh, our manager for our recovery program, chime in. Uh, we are going to uh, put the uh, two scenarios in our annual operating plan, a, a, a scenario that includes a flow test and one that does not. Um, so we, we, we uh, here from the water management, we can either run it or not run it right up to the time it, uh, it, it's scheduled to start. Uh, there are other criteria, other things that need to be in place, and I'll let Joe talk to that if he, if he, if he, uh, if he wants to. Joe. Yeah, this is Joe Bono. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. So in addition to what John mentioned, um, we, we have our monitoring plans in place, that was one of the things we needed to have happen to be ready for a test flow. Monitoring plans include the Palestrigen monitoring, which has been ongoing, and newly added monitoring for some of the concerns, um, monitoring of irrigation intakes, bank erosion, spillway. And so those, the monitoring plan is in place. Now we're, we're working on getting the uh, folks set up to get that monitoring done, so our plan for this year has been to make sure those, having those in place is not limiting. So we'll be ready to do it if conditions were to allow. Uh, Joe, there are other, um, you know, there, we, besides just having the water in the reservoir, we also have some uh, 
other constraints, uh, yeah. if you want to talk to those about yep. the, the stop protocol, uh, flooding, you know, other things. Sure. Um, yeah, there's, in addition to the, the Fort Peck elevation that needs to be at 2227, there are flow limit cutoffs to minimize risk of flooding. So there are flow limit cutoffs at Wolf Point and Culbertson, uh, which if it's if flows are projected to give get a go above those limits, uh, the flow wouldn't be run. If it was started and they were projected to to go above those limits, the, the test could be stopped. Um, there's a minimum in river flow at Wolf Point uh, of 8,000 cfs, and so those uh, and there's a there's several others that uh, uh, the maximum forecasted. Uh, runoff at various locations. There's another constraint about the reduction rate when flows come down to minimize erosion. Uh, those were all laid out in the EIS as well. So each one of those can affect if a test flow were started or if it were stopped in the course of it to avoid impacts. Over. Hey, Joe, Thank you, just Joe. to follow, follow up on that, Joe, is just um, under a scenario where those flow limits were exceeded, would a an experiment be curtailed rather than stopped? And would that kind of be the definition of a partial flow experiment? Yeah, well, good question, Zach. And uh, it'll be in it. It'll be a test regardless. Uh, what we learn from it's largely going to be dependent on what the fish do. So we very possibly could learn. Right at the start, that the 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 initial peak doesn't draw fish up the river, uh, or it might draw fish up the river. So that's the first point of success for palisturge. And then there's the next point: do they stay up there? And then there's the next peak: does that induce them to spawn? And so even if, like the latter part of that test flow, weren't concluded because of one of these constraints was hit, it doesn't mean it wasn't a valuable test and that we didn't learn something that we needed to learn. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I guess to the short answer to your initial question, when is the drop dead date? Um, we, we will plan as long as we have the water in the reservoir to run the, res uh, run the test. Uh, but we may stop it the day before we're supposed to start it because of basing conditions or some other thing. So um, that's uh, that's as good an answer as I can give you to that. Uh, we have a number of stop protocols Joe outlined there, and once we start it, we may stop it. I think it's important for everybody to keep in mind what the test is designed to do is determine if there are management actions at Fort Peck uh, that can that uh, could increase the uh, the survivability or the recruitment of, of pallet sturgeon into the river. So, thank you for the question. Thank you. Uh, any further questions, State of Montana? Again, star six and your computer screen to unmute. State of Nebraska? North Dakota? South Dakota? Wyoming? 
Any other members of the press, congressional delegation, stakeholders, sponsors that may have questions? This is Shane Kenny of the Coalition to Protect the Missouri River. I was curious, just based on learnings from last uh, winter releases last year and ice jams, are there any adjustments in how things are going to be operated or any kind of responses based on last year's ice jams? Uh, we aren't planning anything uh, this year uh, for any type of ice mitigation other than our usual. Once we see some cold weather coming, we'll probably increase flows a little bit to see if we can get the river to freeze in a little bit higher uh, so we can get more water underneath it. But we're not, uh, we're not planning anything in response to that particular incident from last year. Thank you. Any other questions? We will not be holding any calls, scheduled calls until January. And with that, I will turn, oh, and we have public meetings in November, excuse me. And with that, uh, I will turn it back to John. Yeah, yes, thank you, Eileen. And uh, just a reminder, as Eileen said, this we are not planning any more calls this calendar year. Uh, our routine calls will begin in January. Uh, as we move through the fall and into the winter, I encourage everyone to monitor our website for information on releases and pool elevations. Uh, the, as Mike mentioned, the 2023-2024 draft annual operating plan will be published later this month, and the final 2023-2024 annual operating plan will be published in December. Our fall public meetings are scheduled for the 7th, 8th, and 9th of November. The tentative meeting schedule is as follows. Uh, November 7th at Poplar, Montana and Bismarck, North Dakota. November 8th, Fort Pierce, South Dakota and Lower Brule, South Dakota. November 9th in Smithville, Missouri and Bellevue, Nebraska. The exact times and venues are being finalized. Once the details are finalized, we'll post meeting details on our website and there will be a press conference, a press release as well, excuse me. Uh, I will offer one last chance for questions before ending the meeting. With that, I will end the call. I hope to see you all at our public, public meetings and take care. Thank you. That concludes today's call.